1: Hello, hello, hello. Uh, thank you for joining me. I'm really, really delighted to be joined by Thomas Doton-Dreyfus, uh, who is a author and a Jewish activist for peace uh, in Berlin, in Germany. Um, Tom I'm really interested to speak to you. Obviously, the horror of the past few weeks. First, the horror of October 7th, and then what's happened in terms of Israel's horrendous onslaught against Gaza. Can you just tell me firstly, what's happened with protests for peace um, and opposition to to Israel's onslaught in Gaza in Germany. What what's the
0: status? Well, so there is um, the, the the problem with the protests in in Berlin is the or in Germany is that nobody really knows uh, what's going on. A lot of people are getting um, detained for holding a Palestinian flag for wearing a keffiyeh, uh, which are not symbols of Hamas, the terror organization, but are symbols of Palestinian identity. Um. It is unclear. There are a lot of demonstrations that are being banned, not approved by the police, uh, giving the police the full legitimation to disperse them, um, and there is a strong inconsistency about that. So, for example, um, there is a, a clear stance of Germany since years uh, for this two-state two solution, for example, but the Palestinian flag is the flag of one of those two potential states, so um, are we against it now? Um so I think there is a very, very serious crackdown on um any solidarity act with uh, the Palestinians with Gaza um but I'm more worried about the fact that there is no clear guidelines to that crackdown um and I don't trust uh, the the I don't trust policemen on the field, so mm-hmm. to say, on the street, um, to mm-hmm. to do the right thing without any guidelines. So,
1: the vast majority of protests in support of, I guess, or opposition to the Israel Israel's onslaught on Gaza have been banned by the German authorities. But the German yeah. state would say, "Look, the German state was responsible for the greatest crime committed against the Jewish people in its history. After two thousand years of persecution in Europe, six million Jews." Uh, murdered two-thirds of Europe's Jewish population and therefore the German state has a responsibility, a duty um, to as reparation to Jewish people to protect okay. um, states which calls itself the Jewish states and um, that's informing its position. That's I'm trying to just explain. I guess that's, that would be the general gist of the argument of the German state. What would your response be to that as a Jewish activist for peace?
0: Well, I definitely agree with that. I think um, we are also very much afraid as Jews in, in this country of certain things that are being said on the street, um, confusing Jews with Israel, for example, um, or um, calling for jihad and things like that. But, uh, there are they do make us scared and this fear is valid i think um though that what we have to ask ourselves is whether this crackdown actually protects us or not um germany is by far i mean as far as i know um in the west the most aggressive country on palestinian solidarity these days and it is also the first country in which a malt of cocktail was thrown in a synagogue so you know i I don't know if these two things are connected. The Molotov cocktail um, incident wasn't even figured out. We don't even know who threw it yet. Um, but I do know, uh, partially, because I am from from Israel Palestine, that um, violence initiates more violence on the other side. And um, so I don't. I'm not sure that I feel protected by. Uh, this complete ban of demonstrations in solidarity with Palestine. In terms of, you know, before I ask you more about what's happening in in Germany itself,
1: I mean, as someone, as you said, with with a with a heritage there back back in in Israel, what's your, how would you describe what you're feeling in terms of what's happening to Gaza right now and the justification for what's happening in Gaza?
0: Well, it's it's a huge tragedy. I don't. Um, I don't know if anybody's uh, actually has any interest in um, in protection, as I as I said regarding the demonstrations in Germany. I think a very similar thing regarding Israel and Gaza. Um, I I am shocked by the shallowness of the discussion around it. Um, I hear way too many cliches that that I feel are a bit empty of content. Um, I'll give you just one example to explain what I'm talking about. Um, free Gaza from Hamas is a sentence we hear a lot these days, um, which I can stand behind, you know. Uh, the f- first victims of Hamas are the Palestinians um, back in 2007 when they threw their opposition from the roofs in Gaza, but is what Israel doing in Gaza right now frees it from Hamas? Um, I'm not sure, uh, to say the least. Yeah. And in terms of, you know, I suppose the the human impacts
1: and, and the, the way that's being justified, I mean, we've seen obviously thousands potentially mm. of Palestinians being killed and that's been justified on the basis of being an anti-Hamas operation, I mean, what's your thoughts when, in terms of Israel's justifications, I guess, and the way Germany itself, as other Western governments, is defending that onslaught um, on on the basis of of, uh, of of removing Hamas, but the thousands of many thousands of Palestinians who've, who've obviously been killed.
0: Yeah, I think it, it's very hard to um, to point at what exactly in this military. Um, Operation is targeting Hamas. Um, for example, cutting Gaza uh, off electricity. I mean, we all—it's—it's it's a common knowledge in in Israel and maybe elsewhere as well that uh, Hamas people have their own generators that produce electricity. Um, cutting it off, uh, food supply and and water—they have their own sources. Who is actually being affected by that? Now, I guess the argument uh, that I'm not supporting here uh, is that eventually it will be so bad in Gaza that they will just turn against Hamas and and throw them out. Um, I don't know if it's true. I think history proves us otherwise. I think usually when these things happen, um, something much worse comes along. Um, We saw how Al-Qaeda was destroyed Yeah, I I think a long-term thinking is very needed here. Um, Not to mention the the human price of the the human life uh, price of what's going on in Gaza right now. Um, That I mean, I'm a bit speechless about that. I don't know what to say about that. It's awful. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, you know, I would also obviously condemn uh, the events on October seventh in the south of Israel, in which you know, there is also a certain problematic to the demand that we will start every sentence with condemning that. I hope that's obvious that um that we're all condemning that and we can move on and talk about things that are happening right now.
1: Can you tell me a bit about how, in terms of the criminalization of Palestinian identity, you spoke a bit about that, and in terms of the role of the police in in and and why, you know, that could the police be trusted in terms of How they would say, well, we're doing this in terms of it's about stopping glorification of terrorism or whatever, but given the police, in terms of who they support ideologically, the rank and file, and and how that expresses itself in very racist ways?
0: Well, we know that the police in Germany has a far-right problem. There were, in the past, telegram groups uh, that were found to be circulating in in the, the police, Um, uh, with far-right ideas and symbols. Um, The far-right in Germany is unfortunately very active. We had a a national socialist underground that was killing immigrants for 10 years without the police um, being aware of it, or even worse, with the police being aware of it. We don't know because the documents are sealed. Um, We had a shooting in a synagogue four years ago in Halle. We had a shooting in a shisha bar in... In the city of Hanau, three years ago, um, the right, the far right, is very active here. And one of the problems with the the discourse at the moment is in Germany, is the the pushing of the responsibility for anti-Semitism and for for Nazism even in this country onto immigrants, um, claiming this is imported uh, anti-Semitism, um, uh, on the cost of dealing with actual. Uh, Incidents that are are making the most of the anti-Semitic incidents a year in Germany, uh, you know, coming from the far right. Um, So we have a lot of far right in the police, and what we see now is that, um, as part of um, of this new way of dealing with the demonstration, they're sort of getting a carte blanche to do whatever they want in in immigrant neighborhoods, in, in neighborhoods where there is a high percentage of immigrants. Um, so, for example, it starts with uh, um, detaining people for wearing a keffiyeh or holding a Palestinian flag, but it ends with uh, policemen actually asking people for their papers. And this has nothing to do with uh, fighting anti-Semitism, asking people for their papers. This is it's awful. We have politicians talking about denaturalizing now. You know, you know, I don't need to tell you when was the last time that, that Germany denaturalized people. Um, and as somebody who was living here 11 years on visas until I finally got a citizenship, I think the concept of denaturalizing is awful and terrible and should not be on the table at all. Um, and at the end of the day, it makes me also um afraid for my future in this country because all of those things are are precedents mm. and uh, if we think i'm talking about we as, as as a society in berlin if we think that those things will stay um, just you know directed at the palestinians i th- i think we need to think bigger than that because those things when when those doors are are opened then uh, you never know what comes through and just linked to that, finally, just the importance of those of us who obviously
1: are standing in solidarity with the Palestinian people against a horrendous assault to always be vigilant and opposed to the the menace, the real menace of anti-Semitism.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think, um, you know, we have um, ministers in Germany uh, in, in certain states that were... Um, Really expressing anti-Semitic ideas and and stayed in their role because of they claimed it was when they were younger um, that they said these remarks. And on the other hand, people are losing their jobs for um, um, Facebook posts in support of of, of Palestine. So um, the the imbalance of how the I wouldn't even say different ty- different forms of anti-Semitism because I don't think that being in solidarity with Palestine is anti-Semitic per se. Um, but the, the imbalance of how the state is dealing with, those, with both those phenomenons does not make me as a Jew feel safe. Um, it makes me feel like they're kind of throwing me under the bus, uh, like our very valid fear of anti-Semitism is being exploited for um a far right agenda. Um, and and it also changes the discourse. It changes the way that that people think and talk in Germany. Because when these things are happening, it, when the chancellor who is, you know, it, the G- Chancellor of Germany is coming from the Social Democratic Party, when he starts to talk like the far right, mm-hmm. um then people vote for the far right eventually because they all we hear about in the news is how um, immigrants brought us anti-Semitism into Germany. Um, so I, I think this is—I think we live in a very dangerous time in Germany. And if we don't figure out a better way to deal with those things, a better strategy, so to say, um, the, we are going to fall right into the arms of the far right.
1: Brilliantly put, Tom. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us about this. If you're watching, please like and subscribe. And uh, thank you hugely to Tomar uh, speaking to us from Germany.
0: Thank you for, for the invitation.
1: Hey, folks, I'm Mark Maron from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues